Wow. Here we go. I'm so excited about today because I've got some of my favourite people here who are mothers, grandmothers, amazing women of God. Um, yeah, they've, they've lived lives worth imitating, you know, as it says in the Bible. And, and I'm, yeah, selfishly, I wanted to invite them to glean all the wisdom I can off them. And I thought, well, if I want to, then maybe other people do too. So <laughs> hopefully um, there'll be something for everybody, for, for the mothers, for the non-mothers, for, yeah, everybody here. Um, in Titus 2, it talks about the um, older women encouraging the younger women in, in a life of faith. And, yeah, I think sometimes we don't, we don't stop to... Um, to listen or ask some questions. So these are some, I'm going to ask some questions of these two and you don't have to answer all of them. You can, you can pass or answer something else if you want to. Um, but yeah, I hope that it will be cool. And I know that um, there's lots going on for different people at the moment. There's, some of us are in crisis and some of us are feeling comfortable. Some of us are waiting and waiting and waiting. Some of us are disappointed. Some of us are living and finally being where we've hoped to be. Some of us are confused or in doubt or where there's all these different seasons of life among the, even this small group of people. There's, there's stuff going on for everyone. Um, but the encouragement of looking at a life that um, you two have been through the thicks and thins with Jesus, of, of walking hand in hand with him, and you still love him. I, I can see that from a mile away. I can see your love and your passion for him. So, yeah, let's let's listen to what they have to say um, and be encouraged. Um, and also, I found when I listen to other panels that it's the questions make me think about how I would answer them as well, which is also yeah, it's, it's quite a good thing to reflect on what, what would I answer if someone asked me this and maybe actually find someone later on and answer the questions with them, have a, have a corridor about it because um, it says in the Bible for us to encourage each other to um, always be looking for ways to build each other up and the word of our testimony is one of those ways. So here we go. First question is, can you tell us just really a little bit, um, just quickly, a little bit about your life with Jesus? Just just broad strokes so we get to know you a little bit better. Who wants to start? Well, my life with Jesus started when I was very young, actually. <clears throat> I can hardly remember it. But, but I, I do remember um, my parents were medical missionaries in Paraguay, and I remember some of the situations we were in was a bit scary. And I thought my parents were going to die and go to heaven through anything, so many things. And I wanted to go to heaven too. I didn't want to be left behind there. So I asked Jesus into my heart. And I've followed him ever since. But when I was um, older, I did ask the Holy Spirit to fill me and baptise me. And that changed everything, actually. But um, I became a teacher we moved back in New Zealand, and then I went to Gisborne to work, and I met Martin, and then we came back, or we got married, and then we came back and had three children, Nicholas, James, and Anna, and then what happened? We, um, the <laughs> 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 I've totally forgotten, no, um, <laughs> We did some trips and things away, and um, we, we asked Jesus, we, we were followers of Jesus, so we did always ask him, 
please be with us, show us the way to go. And we went to the States, we did some trips, we came back, we um, started Vineyard, and I became a pastor's wife, and lots of prayer went into that. I tell you, I've never <laughs> prayed so much in my whole life. But <coughs> anyway, so that's the story, and here we are. Yes, in, my, in some ways, our stories are quite similar. We both come from strong Christian families, missionary children born and brought up overseas. In my case, it was South India. I also came to the Lord very young, but uh, I maybe was a bit older because I have extremely vivid memories of it. Um, there was a child evangelism couple who came to our town, and so all of us little children, I would, would be the only European one there, um, and my brother and sister were too young to be there. Uh, we all sat, I remember all sitting cross-legged on the mat and hearing the story of Rhoda going to the door and answering Peter's knock and then being told about how Jesus knocks on the door of our hearts. What would we do? And then uh, those of us who wanted to ask Jesus in stayed behind and we knelt on the mat and we asked Jesus in. And then I went running out the door. My father was coming to pick me up and I just jumped into his arms. I remember so vividly saying, Daddy, Daddy, I've just asked Jesus into my life, into my heart. And his whole face shone like the sun. And I thought, wow, so he's excited about it too. And it was just, I think all my main events have been associated with the word joy. I've always known love, unconditional love. My parents married when they were older. They were well into their 30s. And I think they'd been very lonely missionaries in different missionary societies. Never met each other. But when they did meet, it was in the uh, World War II. They weren't able to go home on furlough. And... Family life was so precious to them, and us three children were just so unconditionally loved. I just remember them being very mature, very relaxed parents. I mean, they seemed pretty free and easy, to be honest. We spent our childhoods running around in bare feet, climbing trees, living the wildest, most untamed existence. Then I went to boarding school. But praise God, I had already asked Jesus into my heart. So going to boarding school was so different because I had Jesus with me. And I had that incredibly strong foundation of unconditional love from mum and dad. I knew without a doubt they were not sending me away because they hated me or were bored with me. I knew that they'd really thought about it and we all agreed it was the best place for me. I loved boarding school apart from being terribly homesick at the beginning. Fabulous teachers, fabulous scenery, most gorgeous place. What not to like? I was so blessed and wonderful companions, friends for life. So boarding school for me was not what you sometimes hear in Facebook. I was blessed by boarding school. And wonderful teachers heard the word of God, learnt Bible verses all the time and learnt so much about Jesus. Um, so boarding school was a blessing. I was baptised. That was a joy. I remember coming out of the water so full of joy. I thought, I wonder if this is bad. I wonder if I'm allowed to be this happy. Is this appropriate? You know, sort of a good little girl wondering if... Feeling, I just felt like laughing and laughing and laughing. And then uh, maybe that was sort of filling of the Holy Spirit. But when I was 18 or 19, I went to hear Arthur Wallace, who gave the most wonderful message, and then received the baptism of the Holy Spirit. Again, joy, joy and love and a sense of being in heaven, fantastic. And told Graham about it. He said, what do you do? And I said, I don't know. But he just put his hands on me. So Graham said, well, you put your hands on me. And just volts of electricity, just like fire, like an electric shock. 
But then we wanted more and we kept trying to find out people who could tell us more and we didn't seem to know anybody. We went to Canada, no, Rarotonga, then Canada. It wasn't until we got to India that the charismatic renewal was taking off there and wow, we just were sitting there drinking it in and drinking it in and um, so much joy, so much learning. The Bible was our textbook. We, we learned everything from the Bible and from these older often Pentecostal missionaries who up till then had been despised, but suddenly uh, were appreciated and monks, I'm sorry, priests and nuns and brethren people and Baptist people and Pentecost, all of us were gathered together in India learning about the Holy Spirit and learning how to exercise the gifts, knowing what tongues meant. I hadn't experienced that. Knowing about interpretation, knowing about words of knowledge, all these things were new to us. So it's a very exciting time. And it went on and on being exciting. And it's still exciting today. I won't go into it all now, but it's been a fantastic journey and a huge amount of joy at every step, including today. Cool. Um, the next question is, what has sustained your faith in the seasons of life? Or how have you held on to your faith or the faithful one held on to you through the ups and downs? And, and when I look at you both, I think it's not just that you've managed to stay the course in faith, but that you've held on to your love for Jesus, which is evident. So are there any ways that, um, that you're aware of that God has held on to you or you have been tenaciously holding on to God? Who would like to go first? <coughs> That's my gorgeous grandson making that noise. <laughs> he loves looking at Nina. <laughs> Um, yeah, I sort of, I've held on to my faith through, um, it's probably near 70 years, 69 years, through all sorts of situations. And sometimes God seemed far away, but I knew he was there and I knew he was in my heart. And sometimes he was so close, I felt that he was, well, face to face. But the, um, what I've learned through all these years, is God is so faithful. He really is. And he's not worried about the things that we're worried about, that we think are wrong, right, or the difficulties I've been through. Like, he, he is so faithful, and he comes when we call. He comes when we ask him, and he helps us when we need it. Um, I've got... I've got here that when I had a lot of problems, or I didn't know what to do with the children, I didn't know if I was doing it right, it was probably all wrong, and they'd all become delinquents. <laughs> <laughs> I wrote down the list of my problems, and I'd look at them, oh, this is terrible. And then I just made it into a prayer, and I said, Lord, please help me, this, 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 you know. And I just felt it lift off me, and I knew I'd given it all to him, that he was going to look after it. It was okay. It wasn't my job to worry about it. And that was huge. But I love God so much, I could never let him go. Jesus is a great friend of mine, and he, I know he's there for me forever. Whatever happens in the future, it's okay. He is... Um, faithful. I think I've got 
Oh, yes. Um, the, some things that really help me, and it might help you too, is to listen to worship songs and listen to the words and sing them. And faith rises and fear goes and faith fills the hole in the heart. And um, like this last few days, I keep singing, um, just because he lives, I can face tomorrow. Just because he lives, I can face the future. And just because he lives, all fear has gone. So I think that's any more. No, that's right. <laughs> you can always bring it up later if you do think of anything else. That's wonderful. Thank you so much. Shall we go straight over to you? Just thinking of the darkest times for our family. Um, you probably have already gathered I adore my father. He's, he is just the most deliciously wonderful amazing hero of mine all through my childhood. So I think the hardest thing for me, um, and the first really hard thing for me was when I was 19, and I'd come back from India to New Zealand earlier, head of the family, and was living with a maiden aunt, which had its moments, but she was lovely. And um, very soon after they came back, my father, who'd always been the pillar of strength of the family, uh, became very, very ill mentally. And really, for the rest of the 20 years of his life, he had little times of, of sunshine and happiness, like when our son was born. There was a brief lifting of that cloud. But really, for those 20 years, we never saw the dad that I had known all through my childhood. And that was incredibly painful because uh, we prayed and prayed. We had wonderful, wonderful uh, international people who, who were just so powerful and healing, praying for him. But that cloud never totally lifted. And uh, he was still loving. He was still so always so courteous with my mum. He was wasn't wasn't one of those angry people. He was just sad and in dark place, and very full of condemnation. And all the Bible verses that I love, and I love the Word of God. Somehow he would take verses that just stabbed him in the heart. I don't know if anybody has had that experience, and it's very painful to see that happening. Um, and. Anyway, one thing, I don't want to go into it all, but God was so kind to me. And when, when my dad died, I was in India with the family and um, terrible communications in those days. No email, no inter none of you know, Facebook, WhatsApp, all these things. Just very slow and unreliable snail mail, incredibly unreliable phone calls. But somehow the message got through that uh, dad had a stroke on the Monday and died on the Friday. And um, I came from hearing that news and I just was suddenly in heaven and I could see my dad and I can't tell you how glorious it was. And his friends, his dearest friends, and I, he had some wonderful friends in India, fellow colleagues and friends, and they all came surging towards him. And that same shining face that I had seen when I was a child, his face was just shining with such joy. He was young and handsome again, as I remembered him, so full of joy. None of the cloud was left. And I, I could, could, you know, I was walking on air for the next few days. It was, it was I, I said to my friends, I know it sounds terrible, but it feels like better than a wedding celebration to know that my dad is in heaven. And that joy, he... That's how God has been for me. So often, I can't explain it. Sometimes there have been dark times in my life, times of condemnation. And in those times for me, uh, I know the community of the home group, close friends, prayer with them, 
has been wonderfully significant. The Word of God, which I read every day, like my, it is more important than my bread, I know that, has been very, very powerful for me. And praise God, I haven't had that experience my father had. Uh, for me, the Word of God is living and active, but, but wonderful. And um, the songs, the song in the heart, that I usually wake up with a song. And I'm the scripture and song generation, so so many words from the Bible I know by heart. And so often I'm singing scripture. And yeah, that's probably where the joy comes from a lot of the time. The joy of the Lord is my strength. I, that's one of my verses. As your days, so shall your strength be. I receive that. I'm 78. I receive his strength each day. And I believe also that the joy of the Lord is my strength. That has been my testimony, and it is today. Oh, that's so awesome. So we've got songs for both of you, um, uh, taking on the meaning of them and, yeah, prayerfully singing those songs. We've got um, prayer, like specific kind of prayers that you're working through, giving everything to God. Um, you've got scripture reading every day, daily feeding on it. Um, yeah, these, these tools tools in your belt that you're using that, um, yeah, I'm, I know that I've got a long way to go with these, and, and we, all, we all do, eh? Mm. I don't, you, might have, you might feel like you've already answered this next question, so we can move on if, if you have. Can you share a story about God working in your life? Um, one of those memories that you have of, that, some, that you might go back to, like, oh, I know, I know my God is good, and I know he's here because of this, you know, one of those memories, or, or just something that rises to mind that you feel like um, we need to hear today. I think Jesus is surprised I've got anything to say. <laughs> I needed a lot of courage today to do this, because I've been out of action for a few years. <laughs> Can you, um, now I, I have a little story. I love children, and I wanted a big, big family, and three is just not enough. I wanted a whole lot more, and it, was that, and it wasn't to be. Though I actually had a year or two of grief, or three years of grief, maybe, and, um, but God knew. He understood, and a wonderful thing happened when... Um, we went to the States, to the Vineyard School of Ministry. When people prayed, we, there were prophecies and words of knowledge and people prayed for each other and all sorts of things. And the children were with us. They always came to church with us. We always tried to walk, walk the walk with them, not just talk about it, but actually live it, make it live. Life with Jesus is a living relationship. Anyway, somebody prayed for me, several people prayed, and they said, Chrissy, we believe that God has placed you here as a mother. And we were about a year or two older than some of them. <laughs> but I thought, a mother? Yes. God has placed you as a mother over many. This is what they said. And they didn't know my story, and I thank God for that. And then we came back to New Zealand. It blew me down if I had that word given to me several times. God has placed you as a mother over, I don't know who or what, but I knew that God knew, and he knew I loved people, loved children, and I loved teaching, and I loved having a family, but I needed more, and he, kept, he provided that. 
<clears throat> it was a wonderful experience for me. Um, I just want to... I'm going to embarrass some people here now. <laughs> I just want to say that I absolutely love my daughters-in-law. <laughs> I've got Tessa and Rose. They're so gorgeous. And God has blessed me. And son-in-law David, who I hope is watching and listening to his mother-in-law. <laughs> <laughs> I just love them. And do you know what? They produced a whole lot of children. So more children came. Oh, with the help of our children. <laughs> So they produced, so I've got eight more great grandchildren. It's such a blessing. Isn't it amazing how your family grows the older you get? And great-grandchildren might be on the horizon. You never know, 10 years down the track. But I, I'm just very thankful to God for extending the family. So cool. Thank you. I say to amen to all of those things. It's, it's so wonderful to have, you know, this increase that we've experienced of wonderful sons-in-law. Here's my one here. And daughters-in-law and um, nine grandchildren. Fantastic. And um, I was also thinking of my mother-in-law. I want to just honor her as well. My uh, Graham um, is one of nine. Second equal, as he says. Just imagine there were five children under five. And... I mean, I call her a super mother. She is a super mother. And to be honest, she would be one. I would just, I just don't even pretend to reach the heights that she reached in motherhood. She was the most wonderful, generous woman. And yet I'd have to say that when I think of her, the way she treated me, I might have been the only child in her family she treated me that lovingly. That lovingly. So kind and so loving and so gorgeous. Just the most wonderful mother-in-law. And I know that when we had our first son and I was trying to learn about mothering and she was the best person she just would say such helpful things such practical things which I hope I passed on successfully to my children as well she's just a great mother-in-law so um yeah that was a, that was she's she's no longer with us but um there's another example of of what God does thinking of mothers I have a really strange testimony I thought I'd never give it but it came to me so much in the last few days that I think I'm supposed to. It's, please don't take it wrong. Guard your hearts and minds. I hope you can receive it. Because I, I haven't been able to receive it for years. I, I received it from the Lord and I thought, oh no, that couldn't possibly be so. And I'm reflecting because I think one reason is that maybe from boarding school with all its rules, I have quite a, a rebellious nature and I don't find it easy to say yes and I know even at Kemai, I hate, even when rules are mentioned, I start finding myself going, ah, we don't want rules here. I don't like rules. So we cut everything down so that it's just community living together kindly. That's what I really want to emphasize, and lovingly. But um, so that because of that rebellion, when it talks about doing God's will, I find myself thinking, ah, because that word will thinks equals rules, equals you know a whole lot of, things that bring back memories of being rebellious. And um, so it, it, what this came to me is a very healing thing, but I, I've really been slow to receive it, and I'm still trying to receive it. One, I think I've told you part of the story, but I never told, I've never said aloud even to Graham. 
Graham. This bit of the story. One Sunday morning when I was at the back of the church, I had an incredible revelation of Jesus. And it was exactly what I'd seen in India with five people when we were ministering in Dehradun at one of the um, schools of mission. And we saw Jesus, just this young Middle Eastern peasant, which is what he was on earth, the Middle Easterner, just wearing the most simple, simple homespun clothing, just wading through the river towards us. It was amazing. And just his face, forget everything you see on TV, even the chosen, even the passion. He is so much better than all of those things. His eyes, just the, the compassion in his eyes, I can't explain how he could be so fully human and yet so holy, so amazing, both in 100% fullness. And um, so I was at the back of the church, and again I saw this picture, and Jesus is coming towards me, but this time he's getting closer and closer. And I was just panicking, thinking, help! Because he did just look like an ordinary man, but also so holy. And I'm thinking, could I touch him? Do I hug him? Do I kneel at his feet? What do I do? And while all these thoughts are going through my mind, he's right here, and I found myself just touching the hem of his garment. And I, I, it was so real, I could touch exactly the feel of the material, the, the particular quality of the, the knots in his garment. But then he spoke to me. Sorry, I'm going to cry because this has been so hard for me to receive. And he said, you are my mother. And I thought, what? No, this, this can't be. But today, the, the reading I got today, which is why I'm sharing it, is Jesus' mother and brothers were coming to see him, and he was teaching his disciples. And he turned to, to them and he said, who is my mother and who are my brothers? Then he stretched out his hand. This is Matthew 12. I'm not making it up. It's Matthew 12, 48. I, I wouldn't have believed it if I hadn't seen it. Stretching out his hand towards his disciples, he said, Behold, my mother and my brothers and sisters. For whoever does the will of my Father who is in heaven, he is my brother, my sister, and my mother. I, I can't tell you. I still can't quite cope with it, but it's just as true of you guys as it is of me. Wow, that's incredible. Thank you. So are there any scriptures or truths about God that have anchored you in hard times? Anything that you've, you've held on to that have seen you through one, one season or all of them? Yes, God's word's spoken to me lots over the years. And I find um, different verses for different things and uh, reasons. And so it was very hard to find one or two verses. Um, my Bible's underscored a lot. Not with sticky papers like Martin's, but very nice ladylike way of underlining. <laughs> anyway, I had these verses, and then today I saw Psalm 146, and I thought, oh, that just means so much to me. Um, can I read it just a little bit? Because I know time's going. I think it's, oh, might be 145. The Lord is faithful to all his promises and loving towards all he has made. The Lord upholds all those who fall and lifts up all who are bowed down. The eyes of all look to you, Lord, and you give them the food at the proper time. 
You open your hand and satisfy the desires of every living thing. I won't read it forever. But isn't that awesome? And anyway, that that verse speaks to me. And when Rose, um, yeah, Rosemary spoke about joy, I said, when I was baptised in the Spirit, I had that experience, and I was just telling you that the other day. It was like Martin gave me this little book called um, something, something. It had a it had a dove on the front. Ah, <laughs> 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 oh, that was it. <laughs> that worked. <laughs> um, and Mark took the kids out, and I read through, and I asked the Holy Spirit to fill me, baptise me. Well... It was hilarious. I just was so full of joy. I nearly fell off the couch. I was lying in the sun on the couch. And I was so happy. And my parents turned up. And I thought, oh, no. They said, what's wrong, Chrissy? You look different. And I said, I'm so happy. And then James came. <laughs> Martin came with the kids. He said, you look different. What's happened? And I said, oh, I'm so happy. And from then on, you know, I never doubted I was a Christian. I used to doubt that I was a Christian. I wasn't good enough, went to enough meetings or something. And um, from then on, I just knew God had me in his hand and he's my best friend. And that made the difference. That's got nothing to do with verses. Oh, no, it did. <laughs> really, well, we're just trying to spark what you, what, what's in there for God anyway. Do you have one? I think everybody in the family knows my one, right, Natalia? Romans 8 and 28. This was my mother's verse, and it's my verse as well. And it says, in all things, God works together for the good of those who love him. And I actually love the second bit as well. I had to get a bit older to understand that bit, which says that we might be conformed to the image of his son. So in other words, every single thing that happens to us, and I've seen this so many times, even the mistakes we make and things that we think of as wrong things or things we regret sometimes, naturally speaking, God weaves them into good, and I've seen that happen. Even horrible things that I've done sometimes, if we give them back to God, we forgive, we confess, he uses that very thing to, to bring good out of it and to bring blessing. We can share with somebody else who's struggling maybe or encourage them. So Romans 8 and 28, in all things, horrible things, Joyful things, glad things, fruitful things, unfruitful things, successful things, unsuccessful things. In all things, God works together for the good of those who love him. Because when we love him, we give those things back to him. And then he says, okay, I think I can make something out of this. And he always does. Yeah, it's so good to have those things to hold on to. Eh? Um, we are almost out of time, but is there any... Um, yeah, any wisdom or encouragement you would you feel to give to to us today? Is there anything else you'd like to add? You've, you've said your bit. Just one thing. Young mums, do hang on there. It's tough, I know, and it can be exhausting. But just hang on there. God is good and he'll bring you through and bring your children through and bless you all. He, he loves you. He loves your children more than you do. So what a blessing is that. Yeah. Awesome. Well, I'd love to pray. Um, and if any of you, I haven't asked, but are you happy to? Are you guys happy to pray with anyone? Um, are you happy to pray with anyone that would like prayer? Okay. Yeah. Um, or I'm happy to pray. Um, but let's pray together now. Oh, Father, thank you for. Um, yeah, the father that you have been to these two children, um, for the stories that they've collected, for the wisdom that you've given them, the 
the presence that you've been in their lives. I thank you that we get to um, look at their witness today and and take courage from them. I ask for um, all of us here that we do we do take courage um, at looking at what you've done in these lives. I ask that you give us um, your presence today as we go out of here. That you um, you fill us with your encouragement. I ask for these dear ones, for Rosemary and Chrissy, for your blessing over them. You have blessed them, and we, we trust that you will bless them, um, yeah, even today and this week. Thank you for them so much, Lord. Most of all, we thank you for what you did, for what you do in their lives and what you do in our lives and what you've done from the beginning of time. We love you so much, Jesus. Amen.